1: presented by t-mobile the official wireless partner of odyssey sports with an awesome network and great savings there's never been a better time to join t-mobile visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today
0: the radio home of the buffalo sabers live from KeyBank center this is the upstate honda dealers post game show visit your local upstate honda dealers today here's your host brian cozio Barabanov, high slot, slides that one to the front of the net. Oh, what a save by Lukanen. That was on a grand stage there by the Sabres keeper with a minute six to go
2: to keep this at a 2-0 Buffalo lead. Dan Dunley be there on the call. Uko, Pekka Lukanen, one of his 27 saves. And he gets the shutout, the second of his career. Buffalo winning it by a score of 3-0. That save... It's our save of the game, brought to you by your Upstate Honda dealers. To see the exciting all-new Honda lineup, visit your local Upstate Honda dealers today. Welcome back here to the Press Box. Brian Colziel with you. You're on your Upstate Honda dealers post-game. We'll be heading to the locker room in just a moment. Paul Hamilton is on his way uh, to the Sabres dressing room, so we will get player reaction to this one here as Lukanen shines in the Sabers' 3-0 victory. 27 shots for the Sharks, 27 saves. Lukanen's other shutout this year, Came on October 29th, a 4 nothing win uh, over the Colorado Avalanche. Those are the only two shutouts that he's had uh, for his career. And Lucanen continues to play well. Uh, he this year has really risen uh, and taken a step up with his game. Uh, he mentioned, you know, I would say even, I don't know, a month or two ago when just he started to really kind of catch fire what has been the reasoning behind his improvement this year. Uh, he said, you know, he's gotten himself in better shape, but he said he's really reading plays better. I'm sure that is a combination of those two together. And confidence, he doesn't look like he's out of position as much as he's been in the past. His positioning to me looks uh, very good. We know the Sharks are not going to maybe uh, put up what the Maple Leafs are going to do or what the Golden Knights are going to do or what we even know the Vancouver Canucks are capable of doing. Uh, and he shut them down the other night with one goal, and unfortunately you know, for the Sabres' sake... They got no points out of a great performance from him in that game. Comes back here. We know, again, the Sharks at the bottom of the league, but still be able to get the shutout. It still is an NHL team. Lukanen continues to play great. And the schedule sets up that if Don Granato wants to ride Lukanen for at least the next three games, he can. Uh, Before we get into a back-to-back scenario with Anaheim and Los Angeles on the West Coast trip. Uh, to finish up the January portion of the schedule. So if he wants to do it, the opportunity is there, and he probably should because he's giving the Sabres the best chance to win right now uh, with this shutout today. The goal scorers coming for the Sabres today, Middlestat Tuck, and Greenway. Middlestad had a three-point game, a goal and two assists. Uh, he ends up being the second star. Of course, in no surprise, the first star of this hockey game. We'll be heading to the room here and getting reaction from Paul in just one moment. Uh, I would assume we will be hearing from uh, Middlestad, Lucan, and some of the others here along the way. Also, we'll hear Don Granado, his live post-game comments. That'll be coming up uh, just a little bit after Paul's in the room. And then we'll also uh, get you highlights and uh, scores from around the NHL day. A lot of it afternoon games here in the league. All right, Casey Middlestad is up first. We go live to Paul. Thanks, Brian. Casey, it looked like it took you guys about a half game to get
1: rolling. Uh, is that a lot of that because you guys hadn't been on the ice in two days?
3: Uh... Maybe I guess uh, obviously noon start is is a little different, and I think uh, you know it's not out of the ordinary maybe to to have a second to get going and obviously uh, day off yesterday, and I think everyone was pretty uh, hunkered inside and I'm sure not a lot not a lot to do so uh, maybe a little bit, but I, I think uh, at the same time, once we got going we uh, we looked fresh and uh, yeah it was, a, it was a good win and uh, now on to the bills.
1: Getting the first goal in that game and giving them no confidence because that, that game was out there for 30 minutes.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, any time you get the first goal, it's, it's going to be big. And, um, you know, especially against a team maybe that's been struggling, I think um, maybe give you some momentum and, um, you know, keep going. I think Upi, obviously, once again, he, he played great and um, just battling back there and, and making big saves for us. Uh, fun to watch and um, yeah he deserves it he's, he's a warrior he's, he's a warrior for sure.
1: How locked in has
3: he been for the last four or
1: five games that he's been
3: in there? Yeah I mean the thing with Upi is he doesn't say that much and um, but you know he's gonna grind he's gonna work his bag off in there and uh, you know every day in practice he's, he's out there taking shootouts taking shots the whole time um, he's a dog for sure and uh, yeah we were lucky to have him tonight and, and definitely uh, lucky to have him overall.
0: Obviously, it was a sleepy first, but how important was Tager's line at the start of the second
1: period? The first shift right away, they, they really dominated in the zone. It seemed like you guys carried that shift almost
0: through the whole period.
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, you know, Tom or Tucky, um, those are our horses. And, um, you know, they, they go out and set the tone for us. And, you know, I think the momentum kind of started there. And I, I thought we had a really good second. And um, obviously, like I said before, oopies made big saves this NHL you're going to give up a few chances and uh, he made big saves and uh, we were able to get a few and uh, yeah I think they like you said they set the tone for us and uh, we went from there.
1: On your goal you had a poso screen, but how important was it you waited just a second you kind of toe dragged it and you set Vlasic up to
3: screen the goaltender too.
1: How important was that part of it?
3: Uh, yeah I mean um, honestly I'm not really aiming there just trying to get it through so um, I still don't even know where it went in um, so yeah, I think uh, Oki did a great job. I mean, he gave me so much so much room there. He dropped it to me and then drove the D all the way back. Gave me gave me enough room to, to make that toe drag and the, the shot. So, um, yeah, I'm just trying to get it through. Like you said, there's a lot of traffic, and um, definitely good to see that coming.
0: You, you see that you were shooting it, like, through three sets of legs to get that one to the net? Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, a little bit. I'm mostly just worried about the first one, to be honest. But, um, yeah, like I said, I think... Uh, Oki, Oki really set that one up for me and um, you know that's, a, that's the things he does so he's a leader he does things that don't get noticed and um, yeah we're, we're grateful for him for sure.
1: How big was that just from the fact you should have beaten the Canucks you played well enough to beat the Canucks I mean you played probably your best defensive game you didn't get the win so how big was it to come back to get a win after that happened to you?
3: Yeah I mean uh, you know I think uh, maybe a little bit of a hot goaltender and um, like you said we played really well defensively and um, I, you know, I think we carried the defense over into tonight. Obviously, there's a few chances, but that's going to happen. And um, you know, it's nice to get a, a shutout win, and I think Uppi deserves that for sure. Thanks, Casey. Thanks, Casey guys.
1: Middlestad in the post game, and
3: we have Uko
4: Pekalukinen. Let me just get a it's mic uh, in over here. Sometimes it masks a little bit, you know, my, my mistakes too. You know, when there's a bounce or something, and the guys take care of it. Or there's been a lot of good blocks this, you know, on, on the stretch. So. You know, I, I feel like it goes both ways. You know, I cover up for them and they cover up for me. So, you know, that's how the team works.
0: What stands mm-hmm. out about your own game over the last couple of weeks these last five or six starts? What's changed? What, what's been the good, I guess?
4: Uh, you know, I, I think I talked about how well we've been playing as a team and that gives me confidence too. And, you know, I think that's, that's a key uh, as a goalie. When you have confidence and you feel good in an end, uh, that kind of boosts your own game too. And, uh, you know, just I feel like getting a couple of, good starts in a row helps a lot too and you know getting trust from the coaching staff too you know it's it's all of those things that you know kind of combine and you know give me confidence to play
0: yeah
4: well I think like that's that's a good example I think uh you know I, I was able to kind of stay stay deeper in my net because we were boxing out well in that play you know sometimes there's a bounce here and there but it's easier to track the puck when they have their own guys. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you've got to make the save. But, you know, it, there was a little breakdown there. But in the end, it's uh, I think we did a good job. And, you know, uh, i got to come up with those saves sometimes. In the, fr- in the first half of the game, it seemed like both teams, because neither one of you had, had
1: skated in two days. Yeah. It seemed like both teams were kind of down in their energy. Is that a hard time to stay focused when really nothing's going on in the game?
4: Yeah, 100%. It's, it's, uh, it's not kind of what you want as a goalie, and you know, as a goalie, you kind of want an even flow in the game, and both uh, teams playing well, but, uh, you know, it was expected that that's going to happen, and you know, kind of belling through that as a team was a big thing for us, and, you know, it's, there really isn't an 82-game season, there isn't a perfect time to play a game ever, so, you know, you kind of have to figure out a way to, you know, come up on these games too. What do you do to keep yourself sharp when you know you're not going to be on, I mean the weather's just not going to let you get
1: on the ice for two days, so what do you do to keep yourself sharp, to be ready for this game?
4: I don't know, it's not, not very too much, that's, that's probably the thing for me, I think, you know, kind of when you start to worry about things and you start to tie your confidence about like, I didn't skate yesterday and you start to find excuses before the game even starts, you're kind of in trouble, so. You know, you, you have to face the every game the same. It doesn't matter what you did the day before or uh, even even at the morning. You know, it's when you, when you start to find excuses even even before the puck is you're in the trouble. So and, uh, that's kind of, the, you know, my side to that thing.
1: Why was it important for you to get a couple of starts in a row? Uh, can you go again? Why was it important to you to get a couple of starts in a row? You've mentioned it a couple of times that you would like for that to happen. Now it has.
4: Yeah. Uh, I, I talked about confidence. That's a big thing. Uh, you know, I feel that getting confidence from the coaching staff and you know they, they trust me to get those starts and you know they they believe i can help the team win that that feels good and you know it's kind of you get a better flow to the game so you kind of know that okay i had a good game you know i don't, I don't need to necessarily change anything you know kind of keep where i left off so that's I, I feel like the biggest thing how does
1: it feel hearing those fans cheering your name at the end of the game like
4: that no it's it's, uh, it's unbelievable you know those guys travel a long way uh just just seeing those uh, that is unbelievable. They were at the practice too and you know we we've seen them before and you know, those those guys who travel a long way and you know even everybody else who showed up today, you know, it's it's not the perfect conditions and Bills are ga- playing tonight. So, you know, we appreciate everybody who shows up and you know comes to the game and it feels awesome, you know, to see that. Thanks, Uko
1: thanks, Uko Pekaluken on the post game, Brian, back to you.
2: All right, Paul, thank you. Uko Pekka In first star, twenty seven saves in the shutout Buffalo winning 3-0 to Middlestat, Tuck, and Greenway with goals. Uko, Pekka, Lukonen tonight, our easy choice for our electric player of the game, brought to you by Town Ford. When you think Ford, think Town Ford. All right, we are going to take a break here and say goodbye to all of our affiliate stations. Uh, again, we will be with you next for Wednesday night's game. Sabres playing game five of six in a row at home. The Chicago Blackhawks are in town. That'll be a 7.30 puck drop. And uh, it'll be back for all of you listening in Buffalo on the bet fifteen twenty today. That'll be back on our normal flagship WGR five fifty. All right. At this time, we're going to say uh, take a quick timeout on our Upstate Honda Dealers post game. When we come back, Don Granado and Paul Hamilton's take. All coming up here. Sabers get a shutout of the San Jose Sharks. Three to nothing is the final. I'm Brian Colziel. More from KeyBank Center. Right after this on the Buffalo Sabers radio network.
0: Just enough to lift it outside the zone to center. Greenway runs over his man. Greenway with an empty net, scores! After that last save, by Kocken and Greenway says, nope, this one's going in the back of the net. The Sabres lead it
2: 3-0. Well, Greenway using his muscle and then able to get that goal before he put it in. It was our hit of the game, our Clinton collision. Hit of the game, Clinton collision. We're there when you need a repair. Welcome back to the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. Let's keep the highlights going. 3-0 Buffalo. Here come the goals before that Greenway goal. Middlestat getting Buffalo all they would need. 11:34 into the second period. He brings the puck into the line and fires the wrister through traffic.
0: Proposal to Middlestat. Middlestat holds it, drags a shot through, scores! I don't know where that puck found the hole. Sneak in, but it found it, and the Sabres get the first goal of the game with 8.26
2: to go in period number two. Middle stats 12 from Oposo and Ryan Johnson one to nothing, Buffalo, a middle doing a nice job to set up the screen there as uh, that was really all the Sabres would need. That ended up being the game winner. 3.03 later, though, Buffalo giving themselves a little cushion on the power play. Quinn sets up Alex Tuck. Working it back, right in front, scores, Alex Tuck.
0: Right down a snowy Main Street Buffalo and gives the
2: Sabres a 2 to nothing lead. 14-37 mark of the second. Tuck with his 12th from Quinn and Middlestat on the power play. That made it a 2-0 Buffalo lead and a real pretty goal there. We'll make that our NOCO play of the game. Brought to you by NOCO, the official natural gas and electric supplier to the Buffalo Sabres. And then, of course, you heard the Greenway goal that made it 3 to nothing, and that's where we stand right now, a 3 nothing Buffalo final. Those are your highlights from this game tonight. Alright, we are awaiting Sabres head coach Don Granato. As soon as he steps to the podium, we will take you there live for that, but while we wait for that, let's do some final stats. They are brought to you by Level Financial Advisors, helping you retire better. Visit levelfa.com. Final shot totals for the Sabres. They end up with 35 in the game, 16 in the third period. So the Sabres putting on some good pressure uh, in the final 20 minutes. Eight for the Sharks in the third. They end up with 27. So 35-27 Buffalo. Each team with two tries on the power play in the game. Buffalo one of two. The tuck goal came on the power play. uh, And the Sharks zero of two. Uh, In net, it is Uko Pekalukunen getting the win. 27 save effort. His second career shutout, the other one occurring earlier this year on October 29th in that 4 0 win over Colorado. The three stars are all Sabres, no surprise. Tuck with a goal, star number three. Middlestat, three points, a goal, and two assists, star number two. And Lukanen, the first star, no doubt about it, with that shutout today. The attendance at Keybank Center announced at 16,186. And Buffalo will continue the five game, I'm sorry, the Six-game homestand with game five of six coming up on Wednesday night. Uh, that game is at 7:30. Again, note the start time, 7:30. If you have tickets for that Wednesday game against Chicago, and that's the only meeting of the uh, the only meeting for the Blackhawks and Sabers this year in Buffalo. It's kind of too bad Connor Bedard uh, injured and won't be playing in that game, which is uh, unfortunate. It's kind of an attraction, obviously, when the Blackhawks are here now with one of the league's new rising stars. Uh, so that'll be game five of six of this homestand. And then Saturday, Tampa Bay uh, will be here for a 12-30 puck drop. And that is the final home game of the month before Buffalo heads out west for games with the Ducks, the Kings, and this San Jose team. Uh, we've been mentioning how the opportunity on the schedule is there for Buffalo. Uh, not a very daunting uh, set of opponents here in the month of January. But if you look at it, the teams right now that are outside of the playoffs looking in, Montreal, Pittsburgh, Ottawa, and San Jose, they've won those games. Who are the teams that have been playing well, Seattle and Vancouver? Well, they've lost those games. So as of this moment, I guess, you know, on paper, who are the teams that the Sabres should beat? They have. They've won four of six in January. Who are the teams that maybe on paper the Sabres would be, quote, underdogs against? Seattle and Vancouver? Well, they lost those games. So uh, on paper, it should be a Sabres night to win against Chicago. Uh, and they've beaten Tampa earlier this year, but Tampa is going to be a big game in the standings uh, going into today. The Sabres were eight points back of the final playoff spot. Now, with the win, uh, they have gotten themselves to within seven uh, of Tampa. Uh, the Lightning with 49 points, and uh, the Sabres now with 42. So, that is the up to the minute look. Uh, at the standings right now. Detroit and Tampa are both with 49 uh, points right now. That's wild card one and wild card two. Uh, Then you've got teams on the outside looking in. The Islanders with 48, the Devils with 47, Penguins and Caps with 46, and then the Sabres, who for the moment have moved ahead of Montreal, has 42. The Canadiens have 41. Montreal, though, will play later tonight at home against Colorado, so obviously the Sabres may be hoping for a little help Uh, in the standings on the out-of-town scoreboard. Uh, There are some games going on right now. We'll get you the scoreboard coming up in a little bit, but there's your look at the NHL standings, brought to you by Native Pride and Tall Chief Cigars. Stand tall with Native Pride. Well, no Matias Samuelson tonight for the Sabres, um, and that meant Henry Yokiharyu was back in the lineup. Samuelson out with an upper body injury. He got hit in the head the other night against Vancouver, and for tonight, Yokiharyu comes in, he led the team and actually led all players with six shots on goal. Yoki Haru playing just short of 20 minutes, 1943, six shots, two hits, and also credited with a block shot. So, a, a big night for Yoki Haru coming back in um, statistically uh, as he uh, took the place of Samuelson in the lineup. Yoki Haru did spend the majority of his shifts, though, playing with uh, Sabres All Star defenseman Rasmus Dalin. So right now, the injuries for the Sabres, there are two of them. Samuelson, still no update. We maybe will get an update here from Don Granato as he's uh, going to be meeting with the media here at any moment. Uh, we'll have that. And uh, then, of course, Jeff Skinner is still out with a week-to-week injury label. That is your injury report brought to you by Losey and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. 3 nothing Buffalo beats San Jose. Thanks for being with us here on the Pet 1520. I'm Brian Colziel. Lucanin's the star of this game. 27 shots, 27 saves. His second shot of the season. First star honors as Buffalo gets it done. And what was a sluggish start, and maybe to be expected, um, you know, the criticism of neither team really putting on any sort of highlight real hockey in the first period. Maybe that's to be expected. Um, you know, the Sharks were stuck in Ottawa longer than they wanted to be. Who knows even what their skating and practice schedule was like. We know the Sabres couldn't get anywhere to skate yesterday. So. And with no morning skate today, maybe, a, you know, just kind of it is what it is sort of thing. And as Buffalo got going in the second period when Middlestat scored, that really seemed to wake the Sabres up. And then from there, Tuck on the power play, uh, 3 03 later, put Buffalo out in front by a 2 0 score. And they seemed to be in control throughout. Uh, I know the Sabres didn't get the third goal to seal it until uh, the net was pulled and Greenway put it into the empty net. But it felt like Buffalo was in control throughout that game, and a big piece of that was just because how good Lukanen was uh, in this game, and the schedule sets up that if you want to play Lukanen again against Chicago, you can. An early finish here today, I mean, this game ends before 3 p.m., so he has the rest of today to rest, no game tomorrow, and then you don't play till 7.30 on Wednesday, so if Don Granado wants to go for three in a row uh, with Lucanin in the nets, the opportunity to do so with the schedule is there, and then if Lucanin plays really well against Chicago, and you want to throw him back in for Tampa? Well, there's two more days off of game action. The Sabres do not play Thursday and Friday. And then they won't play for another two days before they go out west to play in Anaheim. So the schedule does set up that if you want to ride Lucan in here while he's hot, more
1: in the sports you can today. do
2: that. Okay, Don Granado's meeting with the media. Let's take you there live.
1: We had trouble getting going. I don't, I don't think either team been on the ice for two days. Is that maybe what we were seeing there, where both teams? Well, you, came you know, well. it
5: fit. Unfortunately, it fit with what i had said before. You usually, you have a day when you have a day off. Usually, it takes before the third or fourth drill in the next practice before they actually get going. And tonight for us, it was a second period. So, Oopie was real good. I said to the team that, that if we had one guy going, we had the right guy going, uh, and that was Oopy And uh, till the others got their uh, legs under him. How key was
1: that first shift of the second period from the top of the line? It seemed to carry through almost the whole
5: period. It did. They set the tone. Um, you know, even after the first, you 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 go in the locker room, you can say what you want, but at some point, it, you just know that they know, and you you, you know they're going to pick it up. You just know it. Um, and uh, we flipped to start them that that period, and uh, I thought they provided uh, real good leadership and setting a tone for us.
3: What's as a coach, Don? What's it like just seeing you give go another start here? It's three in a row for him to 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 take advantage of that opportunity.
5: Yeah, well, it's great to see him take advantage of it, obviously, because that means success and in 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 in, uh, in the form of a win. But I didn't give him it. Uh, he's earned it. You know, it's clear. It, the decision is easy. Um, that, he, that we would go with him today um, and the other day. I think, you know, a big part today, you know, our team hasn't skated, so Devin hasn't skated, so it's not even fair to put Devin in today. Uh, but Oopi's been, you know, the real reason Oopi was in because he's played well and he's in a rhythm, and, uh, um, you know, that's uh, um, he's he's been good and he continues to get better.
1: You ended just, up getting three points out of Middlestad. What went
5: into the Benson middle stat play? You know, I just felt um, we needed we needed to shift things around and even I put a uh, Poso with Middlestead and Zemgis later with cousins. We just needed working work on each line. I felt, you know, we, I didn't want us to, to, to play, you know, too cute, too fancy, just a little more directness out of each line and shifted some players around that would do that. I also felt, uh, you know, green, greener wasn't doing great in the draw face off. Um, and it was an easy switch for me. Um, you know, put uh, put Benson, who's had success with Thompson and, and Tuck in the glass. They played in Vegas, and we had a, they had a real good game. So I knew that combination would be fine. And Benny's a very, very responsible player, um, very smart. He's one of our most responsible guys and kind of stabilized, gave them consistency. You know, sometimes you have, you know, all your skill or not all your skill, but you know, Middlestead, Skill, Thompson, and Tuck, and they, they get a little bit too fancy, a little less direct. And Benny's always in front of the net, always on a puck, and um, you know, so I knew the guys would respond to that. Um, and Middlestead back to, to the middle was was easy.
1: Said it meant a lot to him to get the consecutive starts. He said something he's been working towards to be able to get that confidence from you and Mike Bales. And, uh, is that something that you knew that he wanted and knew he was working towards?
5: I could only assume that, and I, I would based on assume that based on you know his character and what his work ethic and his commitment. That yes, he would want that. Uh, but again, he's earned it. It's not. I'm not giving him that. Um, you know. Uh, you know. Earlier in the season, obviously he wasn't in a rhythm, um, and now he's he's. He's just shown he's better and more consistent, and he, you guys, everybody that watches us knows he's. He just looks big in the net. He just doesn't look like there's any net or much net when you're shooting. He's confident. He's out. He reads situations better. He's in front of situations, uh, better, and 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 that's a process. Especially, you know, uh, I guess you have to understand and you think about it how much the goaltender has to work with the defenseman, and reading, understanding what they're going to take and what you need to take, and and and. Building trust and confidence to just, you know, maybe leave your net a little bit and leave some, you know, uh, you know, backside. Unfortunately, we got scored. The only goal he gave up the other night was a backside goal that we should have had that covered by a defenseman. That's unfortunate. Um, but no, he's been he's been good, and uh, it's a combination of him and, and learning what's around him as well too. We talked about Henry before the game. Just
0: what did you think of him? And you referenced his offense before the game, and I think he had a game-high shots, which you know. We might not expect but what do you yeah, think of
5: it that? know he he just seems to wear down sometimes, um, you know, physically even mentally sometimes. Uh, and so the break, uh, the, you know, him to step back and reset, I knew he'd come come out with energy and, and focus and you know, a little more determination and I thought all that was uh, you know, he did the right things with the puck. He closed on guys quick and um, he was a positive factor for us today. What do you
3: want to,
5: to take away from a game like that? Uh, cousins. We got two points, so I don't, I don't know what you're referring yeah, to. I mean, yeah. only had 11 minutes. You changed yeah. the
2: lines because you didn't like the way that they were working.
5: Well, generally. I didn't have any problem with Dylan and, and when we switched to lines. Um, it was nothing to do with one guy. It was to do with the entire group of 12 forwards. Um, but uh, Dylan was still key on the penalty kill for us today. Uh, still very key. And, um, you know, there's there's – Maybe more to it, which I'll discuss later, um, in, in far, f- far of uh, some soreness, some issues there. So, no punishment. I can tell you that.
0: You had a goal from the, talk on the power play. Power play seems to be kind of finding their way a little bit here.
5: What are yeah. You, what are you liking about it? Yeah, I don't want to jump too ha- far ahead on the power play, but they're they're looking a little different in a direction that we want to go. And so tonight, they still look anxious. They still look a little bit uneasy, but they executed what we've. Things that we're working on more. Thompson walked in one heck of a save on the second power play we had. Uh, But they're a little bit more, um, you know, poise uh, is what we're seeing there. Uh, Big process to get out of our head. And I think, uh, you know, again, saw some anxiety that I think, you know, with film these guys will will, will resolve that even further. Um, But it was nice to score that goal and it was nice the way they scored it. Uh, because it's stuff we've talked about and, and uh turned some turned toward working on. You
3: mentioned that's stabilizing that top line was I think the word you used. Like what's it say about an eighteen year old here he is halfway through his rookie season, and he's stabilizing a, a top line with two pretty talented guys. Yeah, add,
5: add in the fact that he's young, too. You're not talking about a 24-year-old rookie, uh, a guy that's played college or come over from Europe. I mean, it's a very young player, but that's why he made our roster, because of his play without the puck, his intuitive, his, his feel for the game and positional and uh, aware. I mean, literally, when we show a clip of what to do uh, systematically or adjustment, he, he's, he's one of the top guys that gets it and can go out and execute it. Just a positioning shift or read this play, uh, this team or their top line is doing this, here's our adjustment. He's, he's, he's probably the best on our team at being able to adjust immediately. You know, Take what, what was told in the locker room or showed in the locker room and apply it immediately on the ice. The game is no stress for him. He, he's, uh, he's got a lot of hockey sense. Uh, and he appreciates his play without the puck. Um, you know, he, he actually, you know, you, you play without the puck, everybody talks about defense, defense, but the better you are with that, the more offense you have, the more time on offense, and, and you're not chasing the game, and um, he's very, very intelligent when it comes to that.
1: Do you think it's almost a shock, though, that <clears throat> an 18-year-old doesn't have a goal
0: for a month, you're able to say that because he's so mature defensively? Normally, an 18-year-old out a goal for a month, goes back to
5: junior. Yeah, no, it is, it is a, you know, I don't know if, if "shock" is the right word, but it is. He's he's an amazing player in that regard. He has value to your team. It's going to be when he starts scoring and gets in a scoring rhythm. You know, we've got a we've got a pretty special player there. Uh, in the interim, he's. I can tell you, I have complete confidence putting him on the ice in any situation. He's smart. He makes other players better. Tyler Myers the other night, you watch watch him get underneath him. And take a puck away from a guy that's probably a foot taller than him, um, and then make a play or two right after that. I mean, he's just—he's just a smart, and gritty um, hockey player. So yeah, it's—I guess you could say it's shocking. I think you said shocking. It's, it, it is, and you don't know what a young guy's going to be able to do when he comes into the league, like he came in a training camp. There's not been a day that I haven't been impressed with him. Thank you.
2: All right, that is Sabers head coach Don Granato. Our Blue and Gold locker reports are brought to you by Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Early detection of cancer is our goal. Get in the game at RoswellPark.org. Three nothing Buffalo. The finals. They beat the Sharks. As we bring it back up here to the press box on our Upstate Honda Dealers post game show. I'm Brian Colziel. Lucanin first star. Twenty seven saves as uh, the Sabres will continue their homestand on Wednesday against Chicago. If you're driving home from the game or if you're driving to Highmark Stadium, stay safe here. I know some flurries outside to downtown, but it does look clear uh, out in Orchard Park, which is good news for that Bill Steelers game. Again, coverage on our sister station, WGR, and we'll have the play-by-play at 4.30 there today. Your drive home from the game brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. We will take a timeout when we come back. We'll get Paul Hamilton's thoughts and check the NHL scores. That's all coming up here on our Upstate Honda Dealers post game. Sabers beat the Sharks three to nothing. I'm Brian Colziel. back to KeyBank Center after this on the Buffalo Sabers radio network. Welcome back to KeyBank Center on your Upstate Honda Dealers post game, Brian Colziel with you three nothing Sabers shut out the Sharks. Lukin in 27 save effort. He is the first star as we get to our. Serve Pro first response from the fans now. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's team, Luzzy responds first and faster to any size disaster. Feel free to send me tweets after each and every game at BrianWGR. Uh, Brian says on uh, Twitter, uh, in reference to Lukan, he says, quote, I've been very impressed with him this season. He looks much more poised. I would agree. I, he's not out of position. He talked about his positioning. He talked about his conditioning, his reading the play better. Um, it seems like all that has been a... Uh, a more complete goaltender. He's he uh, last year at times, you know, you'd think like, where is he going here? or Why is he so far out? Or why is he so far off to the side? Like you, we don't see that very often. His, his anticipation of the play uh, today, I thought was on display, but we've seen that in many, many games this year. So Connor says, keep riding Lucan and Sabers need points in every game. Have to play the goalie. That gives you the best chance to win. So I would agree with that for sure. Uh, one more tweet. Then we'll get to Paul Hamilton. Connor sending me the uh, the gif that's been popular uh, <laughs> on social media with Tiger Woods smacking the hands of uh, somebody and uh, saying big dog. Well, he's referring to Middlestat calling uh, UPL, says, quote, he's a dog for sure. Yes, so <laughs> love that. All right, let's go down to Paul Hamilton now. Paul, all, go- all good stuff on the tweets on Lucanen and uh, his teammates had all good stuff to say about him as well here. Um, I think they are starting to really get some confidence, and, you know, Luke and even going back-to-back, back, you can tell that that was meaningful for his confidence too.
1: Yeah, I, I think we can go all the way back to the New York Ranger game, which he lost in overtime, uh, gave up three goals in regulation. Uh, I, I liked his game a lot in that game. And then from then on, you know, the, the win, the overtime win, where he gave up two goals against Columbus – the huge win in Pittsburgh where he gave up one goal on 41 shots to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. And then in Ottawa, three goals uh, and, and wins that game against Ottawa. And then just has a you know a very good game against Vancouver, a game that the Sabres never should have lost. Uh, they play probably their best defensive game of the year. And he gives up one goal on 22 shots and then gets his second career shutout and second uh, shutout of the year against San Jose. I mean, this guy has just been on it. And, you know, he had mentioned before he got the back-to-back games that, you know, that's something he was working towards, that, you know, he wanted to get a back-to-back game. And I think it was after the Pittsburgh game, as a matter of fact. And then Levi played against Seattle, gave up five goals on 26 shots. And then they went back-to-back with Lukonen, uh, the Ottawa game and the Vancouver game. And now, this game uh, against um, San Jose. So he's played three in a row. It's something, and it was good to hear um, Don Granado talk about it. He didn't give him anything. Lukinen came out and earned it, and that's exactly right. Uh, you know, he, he got the chance to to be able to play back-to-back games because he went out and did earn it. And, and that's what he said. He was working towards that. That's something he wanted. And uh, it's definitely something that he got And, uh, you know, moving forward, I I think he probably plays the rest of the homestand because you you don't play till Wednesday and then Saturday. And uh, I think he easily can do that. I think you give him the first game out on the West Coast uh, against Anaheim, then probably, uh, you know, it's back-to-back. So then you put Levi in against Los Angeles. But I think if it were my team and I was doing it, I personally believe it was a missed opportunity for Levi. I think Levi should have been in Rochester playing both games in Charlotte, including the outdoor game. You could have had Comrie or even Tokarski here backing up Lukonen. Who cares? It doesn't matter which one. And uh, I think it's a missed opportunity to get Levi some time in goal. Even if you wanted to bring him back up for the West Coast trip then and knowing that he would start in Los Angeles, I think uh, it really would have done him some good to be in goal for Rochester in those two games in Charlotte. So in my mind, in my opinion, that was a missed opportunity.
2: Yeah, and look at what happened the last time he was sent down, Paul. Obviously, he doesn't want to get sent down, but the piece of it was that he, we needed him to play games, and he played two in a row and played well and came back and obviously had his best stuff uh, coming back there. So I think if he knows, hey, this is just to go down and play, this isn't viewed as a demotion in any way, uh, this is only going to help your development. I, I think with him knowing, like, look, you know, we're beyond keeping three goalies you're going to be right back up here with the schedule and the calendar it's more so just a play I I think then his buy-in would be you know with it as well too you don't even have to worry about that and Devin Levi is a very smart person he understands
1: right now he's been outplayed you know he's got to understand that you know it's as simple as that that Lucan has earned the right to be in the net right now and Levi played very, very well in the game in Montreal, stopping 32 of 33 shots and stood on his head there and played really, really well. But around that game, it hasn't been real good for him. So, um, I, I, as I said, he's, not, he's a very smart person. He can see what's going on. And he's better off going into the net. And I think he handled the demotion to Rochester. I, I, that's wrong. I said demotion. It's not a demotion. It was get him some playing time down there. He needed some time down there just to refine his craft. That's what it was. Demotion is absolutely the wrong word. Um, But he handled it right. You know, he had a conversation with Adams and with Granado and Mike Bales. They sat in a room. He could ask any question he wanted to and did. And by the time he got down there, he understood what the decision was and what he needed to do to get back. And when he came back, he played really well when he came back. But... You know, the fact remains it, right now, it's not his net. And uh, he needs to play. And I just think not using him in Charlotte was a missed opportunity.
2: Paul, one quick thought on the offense for the Sabres. Three goals. We know one, of course, the Greenway, one empty net, but Middlestat and Tuck scoring 303 apart. Uh, I know we talked about these during the intermission, but. Um, Just here, a quick thought on what ultimately got the Sabres the win with the offense on the scoreboard.
1: No, I like the, you know, they finally got going a little bit. It was just, as I told you, the first period, I I take pretty good notes in periods. The only note I had in the first period was the shots on goal. Nothing. I had nothing to, to really put in there because there was nothing to write about. Both teams looked like they had not been on the ice for two days. And just it was a blah period. I mean, neither goaltender really had to make a lot of big saves. There was just nothing. And then the Sabres played much better in the second period. And I, Casey Middlestad, again, just showed the, the talent he has on that goal. That he was very patient on that goal. That He had a poso going to the net, so you already have a screen set up. But he did a little toe drag just to set Vlasic up, and that's a veteran defenseman. To, to, to screen the goaltender even more and then rips the shot through Vlasic's legs you know that takes a special player to be able to pull that off do it and score the goal and uh, you, you know I just get back to what I say all the time he just needs to shoot more because he does have a shot sometimes he passes up golden opportunities and uh, you know just showing you what he can do and he had a goal and two assists in the game was in on three goals is Buffalo's leading scorer right now and uh you know, they needed him. They needed him to get things rolling in this game because nothing was rolling until finally, you know, the puck went in for him, and then, as you said, tuck scores, and then they were on their
2: way. Yep. Paul, thank you for your work today. Uh, we will see you here Wednesday night uh, with Chicago, and enjoy the Bills game this afternoon. As long as we
1: don't have another throw, snowstorm that throws 37 inches of snow in my yes. driveway. Shh. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes,
2: Yeah, you got some work to do back at the house. You better get back there start shoveling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's just... Exactly. I got it. The, the
1: driveway's cleared out, but nobody can walk up to my door.
2: <laughs> All right, Paul. Thanks. Thanks as always. Good stuff today. All right. Take care. All right, Paul Hamilton, down on this on the media room here. Uh, as we bring it back up here to the press box on the Upstate Honda Dealers post game, three nothing Sabers win it. Uh, let's see what's going on in the rest of the NHL here. As we got our scores from around the league, brought to you by Alex's Place in Batavia. Oh man, now I want ribs. All right. Uh, all these games that are underway right now are all in the third period. Nine to go in Boston. The Bruins shutting out the Devils 2-0. Coyle and Pasternak with goals. Three minutes to go in Columbus. The Canucks and the Blue Jackets are tied 3-3. 7.22 to go in Florida. Another tie game. The Ducks and the Panthers are now tied at four. Sam Reinhardt, with his 32nd goal of the season, he continues to just have a red-hot first half. 7.42 to go in Pittsburgh. The Penguins leading the Kraken by a score of 2 to nothing. Sidney Crosby, one of the two goal scorers in that game with his 25th. All right, at 3, just after 3 o'clock here, just starting underway in Raleigh, the Hurricanes uh, and the Kings just about to get going uh, down in Carolina. 6 o'clock, two games, Islanders and Wild and the Predators and the Golden Knights. 7 o'clock, Colorado's at Montreal. And uh, then at eight, St. Louis is home for Philadelphia. That is your look at the scoreboard. Again, the Sabres passing the Canadians by a point in the standings. But uh, still, as of this moment, uh, could be passed by Montreal because they play later tonight against Colorado. Uh, and if you look at the wild card chase up to the minute here, the last team in right now is Tampa and Detroit, both holding both wild cards with 49 points. The Sabres have 40. So still some work to do uh, with the Caps, Pens, Devils, and Islanders in between as well that they have to leapfrog. But another opportunity for Buffalo in terms of the schedule, the Sharks are the worst team in the NHL on paper standings-wise. Buffalo took care of business here today. They get the second worst team in terms of points uh, with the Blackhawks here in town on Wednesday night. Again, note the start time, 7.30. So if you have tickets for that, 7.30 puck drop uh, between the Sabres uh, and the Blackhawks, we'll have it for you. With pregame at 6.30, uh, on our normal flagship on WGR. If you've been with us throughout here on the Bet 1520, we really appreciate it. Uh, we obviously encourage you to flip now down the dial to our sister station, WGR Sports Radio 554, Bills Steelers coverage. And with that, we're going to say goodbye to everybody here from Keybank Center. Want to thank our crew. Frank our Curry, our producer back in our Amherst studios. Thank you, Frank, for your job today. Tom Eddie was our engineer. Paul Hamilton was our reporter. And for our game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray, I'm Brian Colziel. Again, the final here from downtown Buffalo, Sabres 3, Sharks nothing. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you Wednesday night with Chicago in town right here on the Buffalo Sabres radio network.